the Fitness Health to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the podcast, and I'm excited to chat with you today. I am sound a little froggy, and it's not even morning time. I went to sing my kids a little song before nap, and actually, Angels We Have Heard on High is their current request, which is not at all seasonal, but they're like, Mom, can you sing the Gloria one? I'm like, alrighty. But anyways, I went to sing, and literally nothing came out. I'm like, oh no, I'm supposed to record podcasts this nap time. So sorry, it's a little squeaky, but bear with me. Uh, Welcome to all of you, whether it's your first time or not. I am super excited about today's topic, how to stop feeling blah and start getting excited about your life. Um, This one's been just rolling around in my head a lot recently about why so many stay-at-home moms do feel blah or do feel like prisoners of their houses or feel like you're trapped in bodies that you don't want to be in, like you're carrying around all this extra weight and all these things that can contribute to part of our feeling just kind of like apathetic and lackadaisical about life, just like not even excited to get up the next day and just kind of looking more at survival more often than not. You know, there are definitely seasons of survival mode, but we don't want to live in survival mode. I don't want to live in survival mode. So I am going to chat about that with you a little bit today. Uh, Firstly, as always, if you want to find out more about anything that I offer, prenatal, postnatal, one-on-one coaching, et cetera. That's all at fitmomlifetothefullest.com. But I'm so excited because this is the first time I'm mentioning right here that I am going to do a holiday program this year, Healthy Through the Holidays. So just wanted to tell you first, it will be coming out in the email list as well, but you can actually go sign up right now at fitmomlifetothefullest.com. If you just go over to the group challenges and one-on-one training, it's under that. But I'm super excited because I haven't filmed new content in a really long time. I was pregnant for obviously like nine months, then, you know, freshly postpartum. And I am just now filming these videos for you for this new program. So super excited. It is looking like eight weeks of totally done for you workouts. So they are full length workout videos. But as always, you can use the PDFs. What I like about this one, so it's taking us through the holidays. We're starting November 8th and it's running till the end of the year. So literally we're just going to finish the year together. First of all, I like this idea. I've never done a program like this before. Last year I did 25 days of fitness. That was just December. But what I like about this one is we still have a lot of time and it makes you see how much you can put that to work. Like there are just about a hundred days left in the year, a little bit. Okay. Sorry. This is, (laughs) I am pre-recording this a little bit, but as of like September 22nd or September 23rd, there are about a hundred days left in the year. And that's really crazy when you think about it, that we just like kind of dismiss those last couple of months. I think like this is the turning point of, oh, I'll just start that in January. And that kind of leads into our topic today, too, and we'll chat about that a little bit, what that looks like outside of health and fitness. But if you have goals of trying to change your physique or improve your physique or whatever, you can start them right now. You do not need to wait until the new year. But anyway, more about what this program looks like. So it is a full eight weeks. We still have eight weeks from November to the end of the year. So the idea behind it is to sprint to the finish of this year so we can end 2021 just all out, you know, whatever that means for you. And it's really customizable. So 
This is not a competition. We're not doing any before and after pictures. It's just a group program that I will accept as many as want to join it because I don't need to personalize too much for you. I'm going to provide some recipes, minimal prep recipes, because again, it's a busy holiday time. I'll throw some fun ones in there, like lightened up Christmas cookie recipes or different like fun alcohol mixes to serve that are lighter in calories. We will still do a private Facebook group so that we're in a nice community to get sorry, (laughs) nice community together and can chat there. Again, full-length workout videos or as always the PDF, but where it's customizable again too is since this is such a busy season, I don't want to force anyone to work out X amount of times per week. I'm going to have some of you who are still like, Brittany, I like having more workouts in my week. And then there are going to be some of you that are like, I can only work out this many times a week during this busy season. Or it might vary week to week. So you can pick between a three times a week workout schedule, four times a week, or five times a week, totally depending on your schedule. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. The cost to participate is just $80, which is $10 a week. We do, you know, you paid at the front, but $8 to enter. And again, if you would like to sign up right now, you can go on over to fitmomlifetothefulls.com. However, I'm going to tell you about one more thing before we get into the episode. I also am running a giveaway to enter this program. So what this looks like is your girl here is very (laughs) goal-oriented, if you have not already known that about me. Um, And one of my goals for this year is to hit 100 ratings on the podcast. So at the time of recording this, I am at 78 ratings, which means by my poor math skills, I need 22 new more. (laughs) That didn't, at least it's not good grammar. Um, 22 new ratings is what I need to hit my goal. So little double here, I'm going to help you out, try to help myself reach my goals, etc. So what I would love for you to do is to go leave a review for the podcast. So you're going to do the star rating and a written review. Now, I'm going to trust you on this before I've asked you guys to screenshot and send it to me just so I know who did it. But since I'm going to need your name for the entrance anyways, if you go sign up for the program then and you and you tell me in your sign up that you left a review, I'm going to pull a name. I'm sorry, I have the date on it, but it will be before the program. I think like November 2nd, I'm going to pull the name and announce on the podcast who won free entry. I'll let you know if you want it as well, but I will be sure to announce it on the podcast so you all know I did give it to somebody. But that's all you need to do to try to get a free entrance to this program. So number one, if you're not interested in the program, but you still want to leave me a review, that's always welcome. But number two, I am going to pull a name from it to gift someone the entrance to the program. However, I just don't want that to prohibit you from signing up now. Like go ahead and sign up so you know that you're in the program no matter what, if that's your intention, if you want to be in it no matter what. And then I I believe again on November 2nd, I will announce it on the podcast so that you know if you have to pay for it or if you got a free entry. So again, all you have to do for that is leave a star rating and a written review. All right. Thank you so much. I got to hit these goals by the end of the year. See, there's a lot of the year left. (laughs) Okay. So sorry about the long intro today. We are talking about, like I said, how to stop feeling blah. So this came to me mostly because A, I am a stay-at-home mom and I've been a stay-at-home mom now for almost five years. And Yes, you go through funks 
in other phases and seasons of life. I'm sure there are some of you listening who work full-time who go through seasons of feeling blah and some of you who work part-time, et cetera, all different scenarios. But I think something that is very uniquely problematic and kind of an obstacle for the stay-at-home mom is the fact that we can really sit in this funk unlike you can get away with in most professions. I think about this a lot because I think that a lot of myself included here, but a lot of moms, like we can sit in a bad attitude for the whole day. If something went wrong or a couple things we're annoyed about, we can really dig ourselves into a deeper hole than it ever needed to be and not pull ourselves out. And I think that in general, a lot of times, if you were going to work, you'd kind of have to fake it till you make it, like put on the, you know, put on a smile and kind of at least fake a good mood. And a lot of times that does turn into an actual good mood or at least your mind is off, whatever it was. But if you are home and you're not talking to anybody else besides like little kids, like so my oldest is four, I'm talking to a four-year-old, I'm trying to reason with and teach words to a two-year-old and I have a newborn. So if something bothered me that like my husband and I discussed the night before or something with a sibling, hit me the wrong way or something, I can fester on it the entire day and spin it into a completely bigger thing than it ever needed to be. I think all of us, if we're honest with ourselves, realize that we can do that. That's something that could be, you know, contributing to a funk. Or here's another huge reason I think so many of us fall into this trap. There is a big old push out there. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know how I feel about the self-care culture. I am not a fan, okay? The self-care and self-love and self-everything. First of all, look at it right there. The big emphasis and the whole center of it is the word self. And if you're going back to scripture, I'm always looking at through things through a Christian and Catholic lens. So if you're looking at things, the Bible has a lot to say about self, and it's not put yourself on a pedestal, make everyone bow down to you and cater to you. And all of those kinds of things. So I also think, so what I truly think, this is a little tangent, but what I truly think self-care is, is literally taking care of yourself. Means you have a responsibility to move your body, to feed your body the proper fuel, and to do what we were, again, taught in scriptures and from like the basic tenets of our religion to get sleep. There's nothing wrong with rest and recovery. There's so much in there. Like Jesus showed us the importance of that. He went off for 40 days, you know, before he knew he was going to be tempted because he knew he needed to be strong and take that time and all those kinds of things. So that's a, that's a whole other martyrdom that we can put on ourselves as women of, but there's always something to do. There's always something to help. Yes, there was always someone for Jesus to help too. You know what I mean? He left the crowds when there were still people to heal and he went away with his apostles or he went to rest by himself. He went to talk to God. He went to talk to the Father, right? That's in there a ton. So don't think that you are exempt from that and that you can do better than Jesus in that you don't ever need to take rest and relaxation. Again, that's what I think true self-care is, is literally moving your body, resting your body, fueling your body with good, healthy foods. However, a big old push that we're hearing in the culture all the time is self-care in the view and in the lens of taking it easy, patting yourself on the back for doing the bare minimum, giving yourself grace, another phrase you know I hate because we don't give ourselves grace 
We are incapable of doing that, okay? Um, We can pray for grace and pray to receive grace and put ourselves in a position to hopefully receive grace, but we cannot give it to ourselves. And now I am back with a little friend who (laughs) apparently decided that 15 minutes was far too long to go without eating because I fed him 15 minutes ago and put him down for a nap. But anyways, uh, so now if you hear some sounds, my little guy's hanging out with me. Okay, so back to my self-care rant. But truly, guys, I don't know if anyone has ever felt better by doing the bare minimum. It's like being in school and getting a C. I mean, like, I feel great about myself. Like, I feel awesome. I worked super hard for this C. When you didn't, when maybe you were just scraping by, maybe you were capable of the A or even the B, but you just went for the bare minimum, okay? That's what I think so much of this culture is telling us is – Good job, mom. You woke up today. Good job. You know, even if you fed your kids chicken nuggets and you yelled at them and you didn't get anything else accomplished, you didn't even get a shower in, that's okay. You tried your best. Like, but did you really? Was that really your best? Sometimes, yes, that might be your best. Like, first trimester of pregnancy and you're super sick and you can barely muster maybe making your family dinner or you're getting takeout or something. Absolutely. Like do what you need to do. However, for most of us, again, not in an actual time that calls for survival mode, we're living in survival mode. And that's a whole nother thing. That's because many of us don't have systems in place. So we don't know how to get out of survival mode. We never know when we're cleaning what or when we're cooking what or how we're going to work out or how we're going to do this because we have no idea our schedule. Like we have We're acting like a victim of our schedule rather than controlling our schedule. And that you can go back and listen to. I am not an expert on these things at all. I just know that you need a system. You need a plan. So I love to learn what other people are doing and then take and apply it to what works best for me. So I do share that in another podcast episode about creating a uh, healthy back to school routine kind of thing. I share some of those that I do. But I think the big reason that many of us can get caught in this funk is that we're not challenging ourselves to do hard things. Do something hard. Like actually challenge yourself, try to accomplish it, and when you accomplish it, you are going to feel great. Like this is the very basics of if you're going to read any child psychology book or parenting book, and you're trying to learn how to help your kids have positive self-esteem, the number one thing it's not going to say is, well, give them something moderately hard, and then tell them it's okay when they failed at it, and then they'll feel great about themselves. No, and that's what this, like, mom culture that's trying to be helpful, trying to be encouraging, is essentially doing, is saying, good job, even though you, you know, didn't do anything (laughs) this week and you let your kids watch six hours of TV a day, but good job because that was probably your best. So no, that is, I'm going to tell you the exact opposite. I'm going to tell you, pick some difficult things. They do not have to be physical, okay? I am not talking physical because we're not all always in this state in life where it can't even be difficult physically, okay? I, that's something I super miss when I'm pregnant, but I know I might not be the, I might be the only one right now who does, because I understand that I like physical challenges. So maybe you like physical challenges and maybe you don't, but that is something I actually do really miss when I'm pregnant, where I'm like, oh man, I just can't do something super hard because you're supposed to be taking it a little bit easy, right? 
you, I encourage pregnant clients who are going through my program to still lift weights, still train, but you never want to do anything at your maximum. So you don't want to be trying something brand new or pushing the heaviest weights you can or those kinds of things. So I'm not even talking physical. I'm just saying give yourself a challenge. I, this is really fun to me. This is something that I have uh, just a running list of. Just make a list. Do it in the notes on your phone. Put it in a journal, whatever. Kind of like a bucket list, but a bunch of things that you think would be really fun to learn or accomplish or get good at. <laughs> Got these post-nursing smiles, you know, when they are done nursing, then just smile up at you. Hello, handsome. Um, I love this stuff. So, what, what I kind of did, and I, I think I've talked about this before, but what I've done since I've become a stay-at-home mom is I've kind of revisited how I look at the things on my list because when, when you think bucket list, a lot of times you think like these big crazy activities that are very difficult to actually get done or take a lot of um, money or travel or time and whatever, and that could just be frustrating if your bucket list is going to look like, you know, snorkeling in New Mexico or something like, yeah, that might not be happening right now. But think of ways, this is a good place to start, think of either things that you are super passionate about and excited about, then think about how you could bless your family with it or vice versa. Think about things that could bless your family and then try those out and see if you like it. See what sticks. You know, like think about the desserts that your family likes to eat and learn how to perfect their favorite dessert or learn how to get good with power tools so that you can build things for your kids to play on. Like maybe you want to get somebody else to check the safety of it first, but you know, or um, like upcycling, super fun. I also acknowledge here, I love hobbies. So I pretty much would do everything if I could. There's, there's going to be a list longer. I think my list already is longer than I can possibly accomplish before I die. <laughs> but, um, but that's fun. Like that's, what makes you excited to wake up the next day and gives you something to look forward to. And it's not like, okay, you're, you shouldn't look forward to playing with your kids. I'm not saying that. However, I'm acknowledging as a person with little people, like a four-year-old, not even two-year-old, and a newborn, it can be a little mind-numbing to have the same conversations and, you know, answer the same questions or different questions. That's great. If your kid's asking different questions every day, that is how they're learning and all that jazz. However, I like having something else that I can also think about in the back of my mind while I am cutting grapes in half or I am driving down the street saying, look at that front loader. I can be thinking about how I'm going to tackle the next project that I have or how I can enhance things. So for example here, because um, I just said maybe like learning power tools in a, as an example or upcycling things. Last year, I was really like, I don't know what to do here. We do not have a mudroom entryway to our house. And I kind of work it, you know, work with it when I just had one kid with one pair of shoes and, you know, one hat, one gloves, et cetera. But I kind of realized, okay, if I want them to be self-sufficient in all, you know, in as many ways as I, as I can, I am not going to be able to keep like their winter stuff on hooks in the closet that leads down to the basement stairs. Like I, that's not safe. They can't reach it. And this, you know, I can't do that if I want them to be able to start getting their own stuff on. So I was on the hunt for like a window seat bench and had looked at a couple, was thinking about buying one, 
looked on Facebook Marketplace, and I'm like, you know what? I betcha I could just flip this somehow. I bet I could find something to make it work. So I went on over to Pinterest and see that you can, in fact, make a window seat out of just a three-shelf bookshelf. And so then I was going to buy one of those at like a, what's the store? Big Lots. Don't know if everybody has Big Lots, but we have a, a Big Lots here. And I was going to do this. And then like two days later, I'm driving down the street and it's bulk garbage day. And somebody put out like an old curio cabinet. So I called my husband who, because I couldn't pick it up by myself. And I, I knew he was on his way home from work. I'm like, meet me at the corner of here and here. And, you know, he's not even surprised. He's not shocked by these kinds of things. And <laughs> he did meet me. We loaded in the car, yada, yada, all this to say. I stained it. I added a cushion to it and like upholstered it and bought three little baskets that go inside it so it's on its side now and it's open and each boy has a basket so they can get their coats on obviously my two-year-old's working on this but my four-year-old's got it and obviously I'm doing the babies but you know things like that it gave me a project it gave me something to do I'm not saying that gave me something to live for and you know <laughs> making it this deep theological thing no I love my husband I love my kids I love my role as a wife and mom I love my role as a personal trainer and helping all of you and hopefully inspiring you in the health and fitness department. But sometimes you just need to put your hands to something. Like get out of your head, put your hands to something and do something hard. Something that makes you excited to think about. So some more examples that I have of this. <laughs> I actually was just about to do this before I recorded the podcast and I said, no, Brittany, you should probably work before you get to have fun during nap. And yes, I still have fun recording a podcast for you, but uh, hand lettering. Okay, if any of you out there are super good at hand lettering, like write me a Christmas card and send it to me and I will die because I think cool fonts are so fun and I am so impressed when I can watch somebody just freehand something with no stencils. So I, this is a new venture that I want to try this year <laughs> and I have a couple other ones on my list that are a little crazy, like pottery. I really want to get a pottery wheel and start making mugs and things like that, which I understand because those of you listening who do that, I understand this is not going to be like I sit down and can make a cup the first day or anything like that. But I realize that that hobby is a little bit more of an investment with the materials and like the pottery wheel that I do not have and all these things. So I decided to go with hand lettering first, but Anyways, totally out of the realm. It's not health and fitness related. I didn't set a goal to be able to do 25 pull-ups because right now I'm not there. Right now I'm still working up there. I, that's a hard that's like unattainable to me right now. I could pick something like be able to do five unassisted you know, pull-ups by the end of the year if I think I can work back to that. And that's cool. Challenge myself to do that. That is the takeaway. Your self-esteem and feeling good about yourself because I don't want to... I'm, the last thing I ever want to sound to any of you is patronizing. I'm sharing these things because they affect me and that I've personally gone through it. And I notice when I am in a funk, it's because I'm totally just focusing on things up in my head, mostly negative, you know, even if it's not like personal things in my life, but things going on in the world or worries or concerns. And it's really easy to sit there. It's easy to go down that rabbit hole and stay in that funk. I've used that word so many times this podcast, but I think it just is the only thing that can really encapsulate what I'm trying to express there. So when I say your self-esteem, 
I'm not trying to be patronizing or like talk babyish or whatever because yes, it makes sense when we think about it with kids, but it makes sense when we apply it to ourselves too. It's nice to tackle something difficult that we didn't know we could and to come out on the other side of it. And knowing, like I said, I'm not going to be able to make a cool cup the first time I sit down at a pottery wheel. However, it gives me something to focus on, something to do, so that I can listen to a podcast. And I'm sure there's a podcast on that, first of all. I can watch a YouTube video on it at nap time or while I'm doing my workouts, right? It's something to get excited about. And then, yes, can it bless our family? My husband and I talk about this a lot because my goals in ideas and plans really did have to shift when I stayed home with the kids full time. There are plenty of things that I would like to accomplish or try or do that don't involve the kids that I think at this time in my life would be pretty selfish if there was something that, you know, if all of a sudden I decided that I wanted to take up bow hunting and I told my husband, guess what? Every weekend in bow hunting season, I'm now going to go up in a tree stand and do this for Every single weekend the next six months. I don't know. I don't even know how long bow hunting season is. I'm staring back into our brush, and that's probably why I thought of it. But um, that is just not suitable for my season of life. I have a kid that needs to be nursed, clearly, every, like, 15 minutes. I have other kids that like to hang out with their mom on the weekend as well, a husband that would actually like to see me on the weekend, and it's just not feasible. But if I, you know, want to work on some hand lettering while we're all sitting around together on a rainy Sunday morning before church or whatever I want to do that while they're watching Thomas the Train like that's something that I can do right now and I'm not saying it's gonna it's the magic pill to like yes I feel awesome but it's a start it's something look at you never know what can come of different hobbies and things too where you know Obviously, Facebook groups are such a thing. There's a Facebook group for everything. You could definitely, I'm sure, find a Facebook group in whatever hobby you're trying to pursue. But I'm sure you can connect with other like-minded people through that too if you are looking for connection. That's another thing I think that sometimes, you know, stay-at-home moms are looking for. We can even, you know, the most introverted of us, because I'm definitely an introvert, but you still like to, you know, connect with other people, whether it's every day or not, but just so that you... Do see yourself kind of in a, I don't, I don't know how to put this because I don't like when everything is like, you were someone before you were a mom and that person matters. I want you to focus on you were someone before you were a mom and now you are still someone and you're a mom. Like, yes, great. It doesn't mean you should try to get back to the person you were before, but how can you grow? How can you evolve? How can you challenge yourself? That's the big thing. When we stop challenging ourselves, we just get complacent. We get mediocre. I'll say it. We do. If you want to leave, you know, lead and live a mediocre life, the fastest way to do that is to just absolutely stop growing, stop pursuing anything new or out of your comfort zone. And that's the fastest way that you're going to definitely feel bad about yourself and feel stuck in a rut. So I'm going to stop there today. I just want you to take that from this is do something hard. If it is physical, that's awesome. Share it with me. Let me know. Like, Brittany, I've been really scared to run a 5K, to run a marathon, to run a Spartan race, to whatever it is, or... Brittany, I've been really scared to learn how to knit or whatever because I'm afraid of failing and I think I'm too old or I think I don't have enough time. 
fill in the blank and then cross out that blank and tell me what new thing you're trying. Tell me, or it doesn't have to be new, like something you already love that you are going to pursue getting better at and practicing more or doing it a different way. I would love to hear it. I think it's just a good space for us to be able to encourage each other. And, you know, you guys are the people that I like to connect with. I know on the podcast, it's kind of one-sided me talking to you, but I always like to hear from you as well. So let me know if it on life to the fullest at gmail.com and go start feeling great. Go start tackling hard things and, you know, let me know about them along the way. All right, ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, if you would like to be entered into the podcast review giveaway and get a free spot into the holiday program, just leave a rating and review and then sign up for the program and let me know that you left the rating and review. All right, I will talk to you next time. 